Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Trinivale. 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 Ooh, ten times multiplier. I am <laughs> defeated before we even begin. <laughs> Omni slash. A world where captains are controlled by crystalline chaos. Fearsome foes become humble hunkles. And the DM behind it all gets absolutely whomped. You got your bell wrong. Ooh, ring a ding ding. It is a true adventurer's paradise. Today's story begins with another story's ending. As the last breaths of life flee from the severed head of Raster von Weinhardt, something stirs deep in the heart of a forgotten plane. Amidst the cruel iron towers of the gray chaos, a crystalline prison pulses brightly. Inside it, a fractal figure's face breaks into a hideous grin. Back in the sky, the Trinaville Trio stares in shock as an army of amped pirates prepare for a good old-fashioned pirate raid. Will our heroes survive the dogfight, or are they dog-fucked? <laughs> Only time will tell. And so, without further ado, let's rejoin Retrieval Team 22 and begin Chapter 10 of the Trinavale Adventure. Chapter 10! Chapter 10! Chapters. Books. Get excited for reading. I prepared a lot for you this episode. Just hand out pamphlets. Oh no. Dear me. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the table. I'm your dungeon master, or Dunkle, Caldwell Tanner, joined by who wants to introduce themselves first? Me, Jens Lindell, doing sword ballet in the Benefactor's Chalet. Onyx <laughs> Lumiere, Crystalline. Philistine. Wow. I don't totally know what that second word means, actually, to be honest. Pretty sure it applies. <laughs> okay. Nyak, my feet are smelly, but it's just jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Three equally impressive rhymes about equally impressive people. 
Okay, uh, I know you're all excited for this sky-high showdown, but first, how about a quick recap? Yes, please. Yeah. All right. You may I have one. It. <gasps> when last we met, you three, with the help of the war goddess Liant, had just escaped from the benefactor, a.k.a. Nalar, the god of time and tides, Warfside Mansion, and were headed towards Vainadas in Mercurio Delirio's silver airship. Unfortunately, before you could get too far, you were accosted by a group of airships belonging to the Dread Horizon, a group of sky pirates led by Raster von Weinhardt, a crystal hunter and the man who killed Jin's father. His ship surrounded yours and he boarded your vessel, promising that he would let you go if you gave him the crystals. You three rejected his offer, and to seal the deal, Jin's launched a Nalarian time dagger right at his father's killer. The dagger struck true, and Rast was instantly (laughs) frozen in time. You three then started absolutely wailing on Rast, eventually knocking the mask off his face and revealing that one of his eyes was now possessed by a pastel, demonic presence. Suspecting what was happening, Onyx tried to finish off Rast to keep him quiet, but only succeeded in bringing forth the demon lurking within. In a flash, Rast came back to life and parried Onyx's attack with his sword, which was revealed in the moment to be the same shard that killed her parents years back on the smaller moon of Pollux. And so, after an anticlimactic battle with Rast, you three entered into a secondary battle with the demonic presence known as Verlus. However, you three came prepared and kicked Verlus's ass even harder than you did Rast. <laughs> Take that. Jin's unleashed a flurry of flourishes, Nyak used jam-covered arrows to pierce the demon's crystalline armor, and Onyx brandished her maul skillfully, but with a newfound sense of uncertainty. Eventually, you managed to best Verlus, but as he fell, he whispered to Onyx, claiming that by killing her ass, she had now become his champion, and would one day be called to aid in his chaotic machinations. With the demon temporarily quelled, Jin's brought Rast back from the brink. Through painful gasps, Rast then revealed that he sought the Shard Saber, a blade known as the Beckoning Void, as a means of defeating Jin's father, Lazlik Lindell, in a duel. He explained that Lazlik was in fact his half-brother, and that if he could defeat him, Lazlik would have no choice but to leave the city of Ilavas and return to Verdantha to serve at Rast's side. After hearing this tale, Jin's wavered but eventually decided to give Rast a just death. You all mourn the loss of your uncle? But your eulogy was cut short (laughs) as the pirate crews above you began to cheer with excitement at the death of their former captain. Led by their former first mate, the pirates trained their cannons on you and prepared to fire. And that is where we are now. Oh, boy. Um, Rast's body lies dead on the ground of Mercurio's ship. We honor you, Hunkle. (laughs) Uh, you close the eyes of the head that you cut off? Yeah. <laughs> Respect, respectfully. I close the gape in the neck from where you cut off the head. I drag the arm a little bit closer to the body and make it look like they're together. So I respectfully punt it off the ship. <laughs> I get Obsidian to stop taking a leak on it. <laughs> Just wow. It's like a Catholic funeral. Um, so as you are making these uh, delicate funeral preparations... Um, um, above you, ship's cannons are adjusting their aim and preparing to fire. Um, you all brace for the impact from these cannonballs, but before they fire, five missiles appear from above and strike all the ships simultaneously. And you look up into the sky, and you see a huge golden silhouette blocking the sun itself. 
As your eyes adjust, you realize it's the golden techno mech Keith and his crew stole <gasps> from Club Silver <sighs> way back in Vanilar. It's a good thing you've been staying in touch. <laughs> I guess all of those pictures with that girl were just a decoy for what he was really doing, which is coming to see me. Maybe, she, know, I, maybe I, she's I, here I too. Girl, yeah, I see a girl up there. <laughs> they look really... I blind myself. <laughs> I don't... I think there's not. <laughs> Does a co-pilot usually sit in the pilot's lap? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know, Keith. I, she's not his type. I'm just going to do a, a pure luck roll to see what Keith's relationship status is. <laughs> oh, It's a nine. Ambiguous. It's complicated. Oh. The mech turns its head towards you, and through a loudspeaker, you hear Keith shout, Sorry it took us so long to get here. You three are very hard to keep up with. Now come on, those missiles won't hold them off forever. Uh, you look around at the ships and you see that the missiles were more of a distraction than anything. The cannonballs they fired, fired off uh, just into the sky, totally off course. But you can see the ships adjusting their propellers and riding themselves uh, for another salvo. Uh, you see Mercurio runs over and says, Well, y'all, looks like we got a bit of a dogfight on our hands. Uh, I don't think we can outrun them, but uh, we're not ducks in the water either. This craft can hold our own. Uh, he slams a button on a nearby console, and two cannons pop up on either side. Uh, by the way, does anyone else want to fly? I, I know the basics myself, but I ain't a pro. Does anyone here drive like... A really cool car? Uh, yes. <laughs> I own one, actually. It's been in the really? shop for a while, but I absolutely can fly this thing. Are you sure, my friend? I, it's... I drive all the time. Now I tell him how often I drive. He drives every day. <laughs> Many times a day. This yes. thing controls like a Corvette. It's pretty finicky. You That's, sure you can handle it? And I it? have a Corvette. Oh, my yes. man. Yeah. Uh, a fellow Corvette club. Yes. It's a Corvette, he, brother? Yeah, well, sometimes it's a Porsche, sometimes it's a Corvette. It's fine. <laughs> oh, magical oh. shape-shifting car. There you go. He knows. Oh. See? Another man of fine taste. A man of fine taste indeed. Why don't you hop into that pilot seat, my friend? Uh, you got it. Uh, hop into the pilot seat. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, we have uh, two cannons, uh, if y'all want to take those, or if you want to do something else, if you want to all cram into the pilot seat, you could try that too. Um, up to you. I believe I will... Man a cannon. Okay. I will man a cannon, but I will just whisper, I often see my brother afoot. Keep an eye. <laughs> keep a close eye on him, Yes, please. yeah. I, I would like to um, keep an eye on <laughs> Chance. Why is everyone keeping... looking at me? Take a picture. <laughs> I look cool, right? You're keeping the oh. cockpit door open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the way this is going to work, we're going to have a bit of a sky battle. Mm. Oh. Okay. I have your cannon stats, so um, I'll tell you how much damage they do. Uh, let's go ahead and roll initiative for the two cannons, the pilot, uh, and the ships. Sweet. I call Falco. <laughs> I guess I should be thankful. 20 for the cannon. 14 oh. for this cannon. 23 for Falco. Wow, okay. The I pilot turn, with an attitude. I turn to Nyack and I say, um, there is precious cargo on uh, Keith's ship. <laughs> and it's the not his new girlfriend. It's him, okay? So just be careful. Do not hit Keith. You got it. <laughs> but actually, maybe do aim for his new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you honor me with this responsibility. <laughs> this is Karen. Oh, I feel sick to my stomach. Karen and Keith, it's too cute. Is it with a C <laughs> oh, or a K? I can K? just picture their wedding website. <laughs> Here, have a BB. It'll fill oh, you up. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> the palliative what nature of BBs. What are you two BBs. doing out there? <laughs> 
Can't you just picture another couple saying, are we going to Keith and Karen's party tonight? <laughs> oh, I always call them Karen and Keith. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Karen. She's dead. I yell from the cockpit, they're on our side. Everyone focus up. Thank Karen you so much. is not on our side, brother. Karen is on our side. <laughs> I, you're so friendly. I didn't realize you're also a sociopath. <laughs> In battle, everyone is my enemy. You battle sad. <laughs> All right, so, um, Jins, you run up into the cockpit. Mercurio sits in beside you, puts on a headset. Uh, in the cockpit, you see three levers labeled with small icons. Mm -hmm. The icons are a wing, a shield, and a fireball. Okay. And next to the levers is a meter that reads ship power. Uh, the meter is currently at green. Okay. Um, so, uh, again, for a refresher on the placement of all the ships, directly above you is the Black Galleon ship. It's slightly bigger. It is kind of the flagship. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on in every compass direction, north, east, west, and south, there are smaller ships. There is the Western Flame, the Northern Shore, the Southern Wind, and the Eastern Rock. Sweet. And each of those ships is 600 feet apart from you at the moment. Um, the uh, black ship is 600 feet above you. And, of course, above all of that is Keith in the Golden Technomech. Uh, they're about 600 feet above the Black Galleon. Okay. And uh, your ship currently can move 300 feet per round. Same thing for the other ships. Sweet. And the Black Galleon is how much above 600 us? feet above us, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. And then everything else, uh, and then we're surrounded on all sides by four ships. Yeah, four and ships. And what, what are those ships called? It's to the south, it's the southern... Um, there's a ship with a red flag, which is the western flame. There's a ship with a blue flag, which is the northern shore. A ship with a green flag, which is the southern wind. And a ship with a brown flag, which is the eastern rock. This is not a puzzle. This is just a way for you to distinguish <laughs> oh, okay. Right yeah. ships. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome. I wasn't sure if it was like a hint of like what they were, you know. Oh, they're like, like elemental weaknesses? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like if I'm going to have a three-dimensional aerial space battle, I should probably give them some hints as to who's where. Okay. Sure. Um, awesome. So, um, Jins, you are up first. Sweet. How many buttons can I press in a turn? Uh, I'm going to say you can press one button per turn. Oh, boy. Uh, they're levers, though. Oh, okay. They can be buttons if you want. You want to press a button? <laughs> I kind of do want to press a button. All right, they're big buttons. Sweet. Oh, boy. These are too big for my delicate fingers. Um, totally He's used to smaller buttons in his car. Thank you, my Corvette. Um, very small buttons. Oh, of course. And on his Tamagotchi. Um, <laughs> Jen spends many I, hours on his futon with a no, Tamagotchi. I, no, I don't. No, I don't. Shut up, everyone. Um, fuck the North Shore. Um, I guess I'll shoot straight ahead with the fireball towards... Mm -hmm. um, I guess I always just assume I'm facing north. Yeah, you are. Uh, so I'm just going to fly north and shoot at the one straight ahead of us. Okay, so you press the fireball button? Yeah. Um, all right, so when you do that, the ship power switches to yellow. Okay. And you don't actually fire anything when that happens. But uh, I will say Onyx and Nyak, a little light with the text X2 appears on both of your cannons. Oh, Mm -hmm. Okay, I think we can shoot this twice. Two um, charges. Did you want to move as well? Uh, yeah, I'm moving towards the north one. I'm okay. just going forward. Great. So you're moving 300 feet towards the north one? Yep. Great. That puts you out of range from uh, the other ships, Sweet. except for the Black Galleon and, of course, the northern shore. I think this thing is broken. Nothing's happening in here. <laughs> this isn't like my car at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean it's not in the shop? 
Uh, right, yes. It's I mean, it's this is exactly the interior of my Corvette. I don't understand. Maybe you got a custom job? No, I was talking about a, my Porsche. Oh, okay, the Corvette is different. The Corvette, I, I prefer the Porsche. Shut up, everyone. Yeah. You, you only one have one car. Shoot You're broke. the cannons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that brings us to Onyx. Um, you are within firing range on the North Shore, which okay. is the blue ship. Okay. Um, you look at this cannon. You inspect it. You see the little X2 that's lit up. You also see that it has a ballista function, and you see that there is a kind of big grappling hook spear Ooh. loaded into the bottom of it as well. Uh, first you can off, use it on Karen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, I look up, I make eyes at Karen. Hello. <laughs> I do the old point at my eyes, point at her. <laughs> Keith has told me so much about you. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm still just doing the uh, slice my thumb across my throat. <laughs> yeah, yes, we should go buy necklaces together. That would be so fun. Naya grips one of Jen's black gloves and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and nods it on it. Yeah, I think I need those now. Um, and then I may perhaps do the grappling hook. You're going to try and grapple uh, the blue ship, the northern shore? I may try. Hell sure. yeah, do it. All right, cool. Sounds dope. Okay. So um, how does this attack um, It's plus six to hit. So just go ahead and give me a roll. 20. That hits. Hell yeah. Woo! So you grapple this ship. Uh, what do you want to do now? You've got it grappled. You can retract it or you can just leave it there and... Maybe send a minion out to try and take it over? Hell yeah. I think I would like to send a minion out, but okay. also perhaps suggest to Jens that we could quick turn around Yank and try it. and hit another boat with it. I don't hate that idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to say that you can do that on your next turn. You've got it grappled now. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yes, I'm going to say that that yeah, would that be, would be on turn. Jen's turn. Cool. Sweet. But I will, I will dispatch a minion. Mercurio, you should go. <laughs> Z, this you is should your go. Chat. No, Z, don't go. <laughs> what should I do? Should I go? Should I not go? Getting conflicting orders don't here. Don't go. Don't go. Okay, I'll, I'll hang tight. Uh, it's a fun idea, though. I love a zipline. And uh, I know those gnomes do. I know. We'll try to set up another zipline for you. You hear Karen's like, oh, cool. Did you set up a zipline? Yes, Karen, I set up a fucking zipline. I'd like to see you try to do that. Keith and I love to zipline together. We built one. To, we are in zipline club. <laughs> That's classic Karen, friend Keith behavior. Don't feel threatened. Karen. They're just butts. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad he doesn't do more romantic shit with you. <laughs> Not yeah, yet. Keith and I never got a chance to leave the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so... The only zip line was my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he told me all about it. Keith is very open about the sexual exploits. He's very open in general, I'd say. Uh, Sounds like he has a lot of sexual exploits, Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's going to be Nyak's turn. I get Karen in my crosshairs. <laughs> <laughs> Nyak, no! What are you doing? <laughs> Aim somewhere else? At the last second, I aim the sh at the ship that we have grappled. Okay. Ooh. 12. Uh, 12 hits. Wow. Ooh. Awesome. It's a big oh, yeah. ship. Ships yeah. don't wear armor. Yeah, it's wood. They are made of wood. I am learning so much. Uh, okay, so you hit it with a cannonball. Um, because Jins has activated the firepower button, uh, you get two shots. Why don't you hit again? Oh, hell yeah. Shall I aim this one up at Karen? We will save her for last. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are sadistic. Uh, 16. 16, that hits. All right. right. Uh, you fire another cannonball. It blasts into the northern shore. 
it's not looking great. There's two big holes in it now. The propellers are spinning a little slower, uh, but it's still staying in the air. Uh, and that brings us to, hmm, the pirate's turn. Okay, I think that the southern, eastern, and western ship are all going to approach. So that's going to put them uh, back on range for y'all. Cool. All right. Playing right into my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should be thankful. <laughs> That's my Falco. Because in terms of moving, right, you could move around. I, I've got this, Onyx. Again, I've driven before a lot. So I'm just going to have them all <laughs> attack at once. Oh, he no. takes long walks to the racetrack, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hits, hits, hits. Uh, they all hit. Yikes. Okay, fun. Um, so that puts you Oh, at... dear. Hey, Mercurio, you have a strong boat, right? You have boat armor, right? You're like the richest man in the world. I have a boat armor button that increases the armor of the boat, uh, and it might be wise to use that now. He's not that rich. He only has one Corvette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the northern shore is going to try and uh, get the grappling hook out of them. Uh, I'm just going to say that's going to be a raw strength contest. Um, Oh. I'm going to say that they're, like, dispatching one of their crewmen to try and, like, free it. So, uh, Onyx, that was your grappling hook. Yes. So why don't we just do a raw strength contest? Oh, dear. I have bardic inspiration I haven't used yet. Oh, yeah, go ahead. The 10. 14. There you go. Thanks to the 7 from the bardic inspiration. It is one of those real nasty barbed jobs, and it stays firmly in there. Awesome. Um, so that leaves the Black Galleon, um, and I think they are going to. Hmm. They're also just going to fire uh, a cannon as well, um, and they're going to move forward uh, to keep pursuing. So everyone is back within range now. That's going to hit. Yikes! All right. Um, Mercury ship is not looking great. Fox, get this guy <laughs> off me! <laughs> but luckily. The last person in the order is, of course, Keith uh, in the Golden Technomech. Um, I'm going to say, for this round, uh, Onyx, I'm going to let you do it. Uh, I want you to roll a d6 and a d4. Okay. Uh, Three and four. Oh, awesome. You got a four on the d4? Yes. Hell yeah. All right. So, oh, who do you want to attack? I would say let's attack the, because uh, we are currently grappling the northern one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's... Attack the eastern one. Okay, cool. Um, Keith, save me! <laughs> so, uh, with a three, uh, the Technomech will be using their right hand, which you see they ball into a fist, and from a sheath on the right hand, chink, a huge golden sword appears, uh, and it powers up for full damage and slashes. Let's make sure it actually hits. Oh, it fucking hits. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, it is my um, You see the eastern rock fully gets sliced in half and falls out of the sky. Great work, Karen! Oh, (laughs) fuck me. Absolutely, fuck me. (laughs) Karen is controlling half of the ship. I guess you could say she's my better half. (laughs) Or I could not, Keith. (laughs) Sure, it's up to you, I suppose. (laughs) All right, so that's one ship out of the way. Uh, Jins, back to you. You're piloting. Sweet. I would like to throw the old shield up. Great. Awesome. That increases the AC of the ship by five. Sweet. And then I would like to use my movement. Are you going to deactivate the cannonball? Or are you um, going to keep that going too? 
I'll keep it going. All right. So when you pull that second lever, uh, you see that the ship power switches down to orange. Okay. Got it. Mercurio is like, are you sure you want to do that? That's getting pretty dicey. I like things dicey, Mercurio. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'm going to try to back up into the space that the eastern one was just in mm-hmm. and basically swing the one that we have grappled into the western That's one. That's physics, baby. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll allow that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, I guess... You're like starting to do a K-turn. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's a K- this is a K-turn. I've done this before. Oh, K-turn. Yeah, obviously. Yes. Us <laughs> car drivers do this all the time. <laughs> I love to drive a car. You get the sense that maybe Mercurio doesn't have a car either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy knows. He drives. <laughs> I love the wheels. Yes, I love the way it goes down the street. <laughs> Both of you are miming driving a car like typing at a keyboard. Tap, 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 tap. Um, okay, uh, I'm trying to think what fucking role this would be. Uh, do you want to just give me um, an athletics or acrobatics using your stats? Since Sweet. you're actually, you know, can I do me... sleight of hand? Yeah, because you're controlling the steering wheel. Why not? Oh, yeah. You need a subtle hand. Fuck. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna say that you managed to do a perfect K turn and swing around into that space, but as you're like backing into the space where the Eastern ship was, uh, you give it a little too much gas and you wobble a bit, but you still manage uh, to whip the Northern ship around and totally whack into uh, the Western flame. Nice. Um, Since the Northern shore had already taken two points of damage, it just explodes. Hell yeah. It splinters. Um, And you see that the Western flame takes two cannonball hits. Sweet. I will take that. Yes. Huge. Not bad. Did you did you get that on Trinstagram? Uh, I was actually, doing a pose I'm, with my with, I, against the what? cannon. Why I'm sorry. does not get I any of the cool shit I do? Miss that because I've done a deep hole on Karen's Trinstagram. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, and that brings us to Nyak. Oh, all right. Yes, uh, brother, keep on driving just like you do all the time. Yes, exactly. That was a. Um, a J turn, I think I've heard. Well, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, a J turn. Oh, I love all the turns. Yeah, all twenty-six of them, one for each letter of the alphabet. There you go, <laughs> Onyx. I must confess, I saw him at a drive-through once on an e-scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Just these are the kind of secrets you keep to your chest for the rest of your life. Yes, I understand. <laughs> um, real quick, what are you all is, talking about out there? Is, I think it might be my turn now. Is it not Onyx before? Oh fuck! Yeah. yeah. Um, Onyx, that is your turn. Cool. I will, um, I think I will just cannonball what's ahead of us. Great. So you're going to cannonball the Western ship? Yes. Great. All right, go ahead and roll. 16. 16. Uh, that hits. Excellent. Oh, yes. So you cannonball the Western ship. (sighs) Takes one more cannonball of damage. It's looking messed up. Uh, its propeller looks like a broken ceiling fan. It's just like, it's about to fall off. It seems like it's unscrewing itself a little bit. Um, that's awesome. That brings us to... You get to... a second attack, right? Because the thing's still powered? Oh, it's still powered. Yeah, yeah. you get two attacks. Yeah, okay. Yep. Kill it. This is definitely going to hit. 25. 25 nice. absolutely hits. Yes! No, you. I, I do an eye thing with Karen, too. Like, <laughs> I, I point at my eyes, and then I point over at what Onyx is doing. <laughs> wow, you're all such a great team. Uh, you hear Karen... She doesn't get it at all. I just feel like she's so fake, you know? She's, like, pretending to be really she's nice, but she's, so, like, really fake. She's tries so hard. <laughs> Who are you guys talking about? <laughs> I heard someone say scooter. What were you talking about? 
Uh, Karen turns to Keith and tries to get this off of the loudspeaker, but you hear it a little bit. She's like, so is they like a thruple or something? What's going on? <gasps> She's trying to get me off his tail. <laughs> this is It's working. She must be jealous. <laughs> Good. I will play into her insecurity in this battle. We are fighting on the same side. <laughs> are, are, are you two in a romantic comedy out there? <laughs> Jens, you must pretend to be Onyx's boyfriend. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, actually, Nayak, maybe that's not for the best. I was going to say no, but why would it? What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> Nayak, do the cannonball. <laughs> I straddle the cannonball and fire it. <laughs> Wait, oh, what happened when that second one uh, hit? Oh, yeah, um, it splinters. Uh, the western flame totally explodes and goes Sweet. down. I should mention as well that uh, when uh, the northern shore got destroyed, uh, your grappling hook whipped back in. It retracted automatically. Um, So you only have the southern wind uh, and the black galleon flagship uh, above you. Awesome. So that is going to be Nyack's turn. Cool. I have uh, one leg on either side of the cannon, and I'll name it at I'll aim it at the southern wind. You said is above us. Uh, The southern wind is coming up on your tail. Cool. Can I aim it at the southern wind? Um, Yeah, you're within range. Yes. Because you moved, you did the K turn. 18. 18 hits. Awesome. And you got double attack, so that's your first attack. That's one cannonball hit. This one's for you, Karen. (laughs) 16. 16 hits as well. Uh, You blast two cannonballs at this airship. You see it cracks through the mast, and then you see one mate, like, peeking out through a porthole, and he's like, what's going on out there? And then he just gets (laughs) totally blasted. It goes perfectly through the porthole. It's amazing. Jen's laughs way too loud. (laughs) You forget that the ships are full of people from this distance. We've dehumanized them. Did you see that guy? He totally got killed. (laughs) Brother, please. I mourn for him. Why? Obsidian. Why are we after Karen and feeling bad for that guy? I just would like the logic. I aimed for the wrong ship. What? <laughs> you did, no, that was the right one. She will taste our cannon last. <laughs> you two and your Butterfinger BBs and you're feeling bad for the wrong people and not feeling bad enough for the right people. <laughs> so just to give you a little peek behind the screen, um, your ship is at the orange health level. Uh, it's silver plating on the side of the ship just kind of falls off um, from the cannonball hits you've taken and from the lowered power rating. In a rough spot, uh, there are two pirate ships left. Um, We'll see what happens. They're going to do attacks now. Is it the Black Galleon and the Southern Wind? The Southern Wind and the Black Galleon are the ships that are left. Uh, They are both within range of you. So I'm going to roll for the Black Galleon now. Everyone grab onto me. I'm, I have this grappling hook, and if our ship starts to fail, maybe we can grapple onto something. Uh, Black Galleon misses. Cannonball whoosh, whizzes uh. past you. Then the southern wind. <laughs> Shout out to the two crews. Yes. Ah. Wow. Oh Both cannonballs miss. Um, that brings us to Keith. All right. Um, uh-huh. Let's see. Onyx, you got to go. Nyack, you're next in the order. Why don't you roll a d6 and a d4? Sure. A three on my D4. Okay. And a three. I guess I could have just said two threes. Threes. Two threes. Yep. Ah. <laughs> Excuse me? That's so disappointing. It looked like a six from here. Uh, I apologize. Okay. So that's going to be uh, the super sword again. You see Keith and Karen posing in the top of the ship. And they say, yeah. super sword, technomech, go! 
I hate when couples coordinate. That's so lame. That's really I, lame. I appreciate the pizzazz, though. <laughs> it is so pizzazzy. It's just, wow. it's cringy as well. <laughs> really cringy. What's cringy about dancing with your sword? <laughs> They're doing so many, like, jazz fingers up there. It's the choreography. <laughs> it's impeccable. It's- Honestly, and I'm not even just saying this because Karen's here, but, like, I feel like I'm not even attracted to Keith anymore after seeing this. <laughs> So, um, that's where I'm at. Technomechia, it's going to wreck ya. They're singing a little song. God, he has such a masculine voice. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Nyak, which ship do you want it to attack? Um, the golden Technomech. <laughs> you wanted to run it I want it to attack. Itself. I want Keith to attack Karen. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> Nyak, I command you not to attack Keith. Fine. I must always listen to my my baby, my sweet baby brother. I'm older than you. Is uh, you the big baby brother? My sweet big baby brother. Uh, let's do the uh, the southern wind. Southern wind. All right, great. Um, it had already taken two cannonball hits, so the technomech flies over. Just does like three perfect slices. Uh, it actually spells out a K for Keith and Karen. Oh. Wow. And then the ship explodes. Uh, and you've only got one ship left. You've only got the Dread Horizon flagship remaining. All right. And that brings us back to uh, Captain Jin's. Nice. I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and let up on that power thing. Okay. Try to awesome. get some power back. Uh, that which, is a good idea. Which lever are you going to release? The um, I'll release the firepower one. Cool. So your uh, health goes back to yellow. Okay. Um, ship is looking a little better. Uh, so you're keeping shield on. Yes. Great. Okay. Um, do you want to move as well? Yes. Um, I... So you're basically you've got the black galleon that is above you, but about 600 feet next to you. Okay. Because you moved back over to where the eastern ship was. Um, so if you want to move again, you are welcome to. Okay. I am going to... Ooh. Spell cards. Yeah, I was gonna mm, get. This is I was maybe gonna get Are shenanigans afoot. I might do some shenanigans. Um, I probably have already used an action, right? Um, to do like the lever. Yeah, yeah, that's an action. Okay. Um, then for now, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm okay. going to play this little cat and mouse game and try to gain a little health back. Maybe, maybe I'll try to drive us out of range. I think that's a good idea. Okay, so I'll just like lower the ship 300 feet. Oh, you lower it? Yeah. Awesome, okay. Um, Yeah, the Black Galleon was already like way above you, so yeah, you put it out of range. Hell yeah, good call. So they're gonna need to use their movement to get towards you again. Sweet. Um, But that is Onyx's turn. Um, I suppose there's not much to do. Is there anything below us? How far are we from the ground? You are... Like thousands of feet in the air. You could okay. hold a reaction for them to get close or something. That's a good Once idea. Once they get close, I will hit them with a cannonball. Uh, Nyak, did you have another idea or do you want to do that as well? Am I allowed to cast like greater des- restoration on our ship to repair anything? I don't think that would work on a ship. That's probably mostly for organics. Um, you could try and <laughs> fix the ship though. If you wanted to do like uh, an intelligence check and try and fix the ship, I'd allow that. <laughs> yes, I'd like to climb up in the riggings and look at, this, <laughs> look at the ship. <laughs> Looks like a single digit from here. <laughs> Seven. Seven. <laughs> All right, so Nyak, you head down to the engine room of the ship. Yo-ho, yo-ho. <laughs> it's a pirate's life for me. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, Nyak, 
there's just so much oil down here. <laughs> oh, oil. Wait, oh, oh. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's a trap down here, brother. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> there's just so much fluid of I all came sorts. to repair the ship. <laughs> I'm being attacked. I can only imagine that's the witchcraft of Karen. <laughs> you vile wench, Karen. Karen 100% can't hear you. I'll get her for this. She will pay Onyx. (laughs) Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) All right, so Onyx, you're holding a reaction. Yes. Um, is Obsidian helping you with the cannon? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Considering Obsidian has such a uh, grotesque voice, I think manual labor might be more for Obsidian. Give me, give me an animal handling roll. Okay. We can say that you've been working on this in your off time. Uh, nine. Nine. So, um, in your spare time, uh, you have been trying to give Obsidian vocal lessons. Uh huh. Um. It is not taken thus far. (laughs) 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 Obsidian, you know, sometimes not every opinion needs to be voiced obsidian. (laughs) You do say that obsidian. Get a fucking blog, girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's horrible. <laughs> I can do it too. God, it's catching. It's catching. <laughs> All right, awesome. So uh, you line your cannon up with the Black Galleon. You prepared a reaction. Um, they're the last ship left. Uh, they don't want this prey. Um, they don't want Mercurio's ship, which is a fancy-ass ship. Uh, it's called the Boon of Nadas. It is like a one-of-a-kind silverlight craft, uh, and they're not going to pass up an opportunity to junk it, so they're just going to plummet down. They're going to like basically open up their sails and like stop the propeller, so they just do like a dead drop towards your ship uh, with their guns ablazing. But since you held a reaction, you get to go first. Shoot them. Yes, I suppose I will just shoot them. All right. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, that misses. Okay. So since Jin's turned off the, the double firepower, you only get one shot. Okay. Um, it, I miss my one shot. Which is passed. I look at Keith as I say that. <laughs> it's a very loaded sentence. <laughs> You've got I, to shoot your shot. I guess I missed my one shot. <laughs> you see, I, I think what happens is you are like steadying this cannon about to fire. And then at the last moment, you hear Obsidian go... <laughs> oh, uh, God, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and your aim is totally off. <laughs> um, that's going to be the ship. It's going to fire a cannon at you. Oh, no. Uh, and it misses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for the shield. <laughs> Should have given it two cannons, but I didn't, and I'm sticking to that. So there we go. Um, that brings us to... Ah, uh, it's Keith's turn. Jins, do you want to roll for Keith? Yeah. D4 and a D6. Two on the D4 and six on the D6. Ooh, a six. Oh, hell yeah. Six on the D6 means a two times multiplier. So you got a two on the D4? Yeah. Great. So that means it does four damage or four cannonball points. Wow. Um, it uses its head for an ultra chomp. You see, much like Keychain's head, the head of this mech goes... Just right into the bow of this big black galleon. Um, just takes a big chomp out of it. Um, I had and some nights where Keith looked like that to me. <laughs> uh, Karen, have you wow, enjoyed that power? Look at that power <laughs> couple up there, just chomping away. <laughs> Those two. Have you experienced wow. that yet, Karen? You see Keith and Karen go chomp, chomp, chomp to womp, womp, womp. Chomp, chomp, chomp to womp, womp, womp. And they hit each other in the butt as they do it with it each other's butts. So they I kind of actually, bounce butts. I actually did do this dance with him one time. <laughs> Keith is a gnome. He loves little dances. No. Oh. All right. So you see that that chomp took a big chunk out of the Black Galleon. It's still standing or floating rather, but um, it's definitely looking worse for the wear. Uh, that brings us to Jens. Sweet. Um, would you say that the ship is within 400 feet of us? Um, it just plummeted 600 feet, so yes. Sweet. I'm going to say, Mercurio, take the wheel. I know you know how to drive, driving buddy. <laughs> I love to drive. I love to shift the gears. Sweet. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to run over, grab Onyx, cast yeah. Dimension Door. I'm not <gasps> dating him. Ooh! Uh, oh, 
and take us up to the big ship. I want to go like in the cockpit and try to like kill whoever's fucking driving it. <laughs> How much control do you have over Dimension Door? Um, range is 500 feet. You teleport yourself from your current location to any other spot within range. You arrive at exactly the spot desired. It can be a place you can see, one you can visualize, or one you can describe by stating distance and direction. So you don't even have to roll for it. You're just there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like basically like a it's better a high mi- level misty step. It's, it's one of my fourth level spells. And I can only do one more today. Um, but And I can bring somebody with me. So I'm bringing Onyx. That's dope shit. So. Ooh, and then my turn is next. Yep. All right. So you open this like portal into space and time, uh, walk through and reappear in the cockpit of the Black Galleon. Um, and you see the end of a conversation between these two pilots. They're like, looks like some sort of door. Hey, <laughs> fuck, fuck you guys. I rule. You got this on Instagram, right? Me razzing these guys? <laughs> uh, sorry, I actually I was, I took a selfie of myself doing what? this. It's very cool. What? <laughs> this just looks like <laughs> you took it against like the wall. I it just looks like a green wall on like Melrose Avenue or okay, something. I'm getting what you're doing now. Yes. Do you want me to post this? No, not, this is terrible. <laughs> In the engine room, I have just like Onyx's uh, selfie. No, this is... <laughs> kill the pilots. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you see the pilots are like, you can't be here. Uh, and they both uh, draw swords. So um, I'm going to say, at least for now, they can't fly and fight at the same time. So the ship isn't moving. Sweet. Uh, okay. I'm also going to use bonus action, um, bardic inspiration. Ooh. I'm a girl here. Yo. All right. All right. I go after the first pilot. If it is my turn next. It is your turn. I go after the first pilot. Great. Does a 14 hit? Uh, it does. They're pilots. Oh, good! <laughs> I was hoping I took a chance using my bardic inspiration on that. They're wearing uniforms that are honestly too cute. <laughs> They're like cutoffs. Those are beautiful. Okay. Thank you. I hit him for nine. Nine. Uh, great. Cool. Go after him again. Um, okay. So, uh, you slash into... Oh! Are you using your mace? I'm using my maul. Yeah. Your yes, maul? I am. You're using your maul. Um, you do hear Verlis. Ah, now this I like. Keep the show going. Verlis, this will be our last dance together. I guarantee you that. Let's go out with a bang. And then I uh, attack once again. All right. Fifteen. Fifteen? Again. Awesome, you hit. Get him. Thirteen. Thirteen damage. Uh, you kill one of the Hell pilots. Yeah! <laughs> Congratulations, you're a terrorist. I, uh, <laughs> take, I take his cute little outfit. <laughs> I'd like to see Karen fill this up. It looks exactly like the thing that Steve was wearing in the new Stranger Things season. I didn't see it. <laughs> okay, it's uh, a bit of a... Jens doesn't have Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you could get it for the apartment. You live there. It's it's a cute little sailor costume, so you, you pocket that. I told you, it's yeah. a cra- we're a crackle house. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rupert Grint. <laughs> Is that his name? Ron Weasley? Absolutely. You got it. You I nailed think so, it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think that's right. Really good. Blavin loves Crackle. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Me and Blavin watch Crackle all day. You know, the only all reason night, I, I hear them the into, late into the night laughing maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> I love comedians in car getting kobolds. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, Onyx, that's your turn? That's my turn. Great. Uh, that brings us to Nyak, who is slip sliding away. I will scamper as quickly as I can up to the deck. Mm-hmm. Can I see anything happening on this ship from... 
You're like three hundred feet away. Um, hmm, uh, give me a give me a roll. Give me a perception check. Ten. Ten. Uh, I think with your half elven eyes, maybe if you were full elf, you could see something. But you probably just see like a very small window. Okay, I draw an arrow back in my in my bow <laughs> and I aim it at Karen, <laughs> and I hold a reaction. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Kim Fee's gonna take a dark turn. Nice, just a fucking murderer. <laughs> Keith, what is he doing? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> I look out the window. What is he doing down there? <laughs> it makes no sense. Okay, um, so again, uh, the pirates cannot act because you have killed one of their pilots and the other one has a sword out and is trying to hurt both of you. Um, so the other pilot is going to hold up his cutlass and shout, Gah! and then run right past you to try and slam on the emergency button. Ooh, uh, can we opportunity attack him? Absolutely. Sweet. Yes. Um, let me see if I can do a flourish, because I want to get rid of this guy if I... I got a 14. Does a 14 hit? Um, 14 does hit. Okay, sweet. Nine from Onyx. Great. Ooh, hmm. 21 to hit. That hits as well. 10. 10. <gasps> <laughs> He looks really hurt. Oh, no! Like, bleeding out, will die very soon, but he manages to make it to the door. You see him slam on the emergency button, leaving a handprint of blood. Whoop, 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 klaxon sound. Um, And I'm going to do a roll to see how many more guards appear next time. Should we parachute off this? Destroy them. Okay. Um, so that's the pirate's turn. I'm going to say they can't move, but they can still fire a cannon. Okay. Um, because that's a separate like part of the ship. Like gunners? Yeah. Makes so sense. I'm going to do a cannon roll. Mm, that is going to hit. Oh, no. Oh, Nyack, no. you're right. Nyack has just stood up, and then the ship gets rocked by a cannonball, and he slips over again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ship's holding on, though. It's okay. Uh, okay. The fact that you boosted the shields was very helpful. Mercurio does look worried, though. And after you see this cannonball fired at your ship, you hear a lot of footsteps approaching you. Um, but that brings us back around to Keith. Oh, Keith. Keith. What All should right. we tell Keith to do? Uh, Perhaps we tell Keith to save Nyack. I think we don't want to lose Mercurio's ship. We, okay. can, we can yell to him to, like, hold the reaction hold and just, reaction. like, make, see what happens because shit's getting crazy over here. Yeah. Why don't you DM Keith okay. and tell him to hold off because shit is about to get crazy here Okay. and attack the ship if we're off of it. Okay. <laughs> oh, with, my, with my held reaction, I can fire the grappling thing. And you guys Ooh. can climb across if you need to, if Keith destroys the ship. I think we're okay, okay without the... I think we don't want to be connected to this big ship. Okay, so you DM Keith. <laughs> you DM Keith and tell him to hold off because you're on the ship now. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you say anything else? No. <laughs> it's just a few dot, I, dot, dots. Yeah, there's some dot, dot, dots like I'm typing for a while, but um, then nothing else comes up. Okay. Uh, he responds... Roger, and then after that responds again, Yar, and then again after that, like, pirates, get it? (laughs) Good, right where I want him. (laughs) I don't respond. (laughs) Okay, real quick, I send him a selfie. (laughs) In my new sailor outfit. (laughs) 
Do you think um, it works? Keith, up in the cockpit of the Technomech, thinks about sending a joke about booty, uh, <laughs> but doesn't. <laughs> and Such just a says, gentleman. Uh, <laughs> are you doing anything later? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully living, honestly. <laughs> Keith responds, good one. <laughs> cool. So uh, the Technomech is also going to hold a reaction. Um, awesome. That brings us back around to Jin's. Sweet. I am going to um, run over to the control panel of the ship. Nice. And I'm going to hold a reaction, and I'm going to say to Onyx, wreck this thing, and that'll get us out of here. Like, wreck the control panel? Yeah. Get it so they fly forward, or so that it breaks, okay. or something like that. They can't follow us. Whatever you want, Jens, I do, except parent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my action until Onyx has done her thing. Dope. Okay. okay. Um, you're holding an action. Onyx, what are you going to do? I'm going to destroy this control panel. Ooh. You know Verlis loves that. Oh, Ricketts. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you come bring some chaos to this organized computer? <laughs> Gladly. See, you're not such a bad guy. Nat one on the first attack. Yikes. Ooh. 17 plus uh, 25. 25 to the control panel. To the control panel. Um... I'm gonna say, you know, it's it's a little more of an old-fashioned pirate ship. I think you just totally destroy the steering wheel. Fucking hell yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. wreck it right up. Um, okay. Do you want to try and aim it in a certain direction, or are you just causing? Let's chaos? get it away from us. I, I, yeah, I think I'm kind of just like on a angled trajectory downwards. Awesome. Okay, you destroy the control panel entirely, and then you heck up the steering wheel real bad and then kind of uh, tie a rope around it so it's just aimed down. So basically nobody can pilot it after you, but you've like locked it into position. Yeah, bitch. Awesome. Uh, Is that what you were looking for, gents? That's about it. (laughs) Um, I grab Onyx and I use my last fourth level spell of the day to dimension Doris back down to Mercurius ship. So good. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Um, Nyak, you're still holding reaction. It's your turn. So if you wanted to do something and then take a turn, I guess that's how that works. Um, I'll just shoot my arrow at the ship as it goes down. <laughs> yes, get it. Spit on it. Spit on it. Give me, yeah, give me an attack roll. If it's a nat 20, I'll say something happens. <laughs> Damn, it was a 19. Oh! Isn't that a crit for you, though, or something? No, that's, that's a crit for hard uh... one. Mm. Uh, with a 19, I do think, like, as the ship is flying down, the pilot who is left in the chamber... <laughs> oh, yeah, he's barely alive. What a shit life. <laughs> he had one HP left, and I think he, like, sees the ships going down. He's like, we're going down, we're going down. Oh! <laughs> and an arrow just flies right in and hits him. That ship is going the same direction as Karen and Keith's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay, so yeah, why the fuck not? The pilot dies. Uh, Nyak, now you can take your turn proper. Oh, um, is there anything left to do here? Brother, tell Should, me. Do you want to run in and move the ship? Just to make sure we don't get hit or anything. Just you kinda... never let me drive one of your cars, brother. Oh, you know what? I think this one is a little bit simpler than the Porsche. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't want you to get hurt driving my very real Porsche. I see printouts of Lyft and Uber ride credits <laughs> around our house often. All right, I run into the um, I run into the cabin and I, I guess I steer us away from this ship. Awesome, so yeah, because it, it is with going down now. Yeah, so it can't hit us with anything. Um, cool, so you just clear out of the way of this dive-bombing ship. Um, that does bring us to the pirate's turn. 
Hmm, okay, so the pirate ship is now <laughs> plummeting toward the ground. You have Dimension Doored out of there. Uh, so basically, five pirates run into the room being like, prepare to surrender. What? And then they look up and see that the ship is now dive bombing, and then they all look at the steering wheel, which is just fucking trash. <laughs> just sparking. And, <laughs> and I think they probably all just like home alone. They just go... Ah! <laughs> just slap their hands on their face uh, and aren't sure what to do. I don't even think they can get off a cannonball shot. Like the velocity of their downfall is too much. Um, I'm just going to say they take another. They pray to whatever gods they believe in. Yep. They pray Whoa. to um, the god of thieves or whatever. Uh-huh. Who gives a shit? Uh, they go. <laughs> <laughs> who gives a fuck about lesser deities? <laughs> Cool, so they just plummet another 300 feet. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that brings us to... Oh, uh, Keith had a held reaction. Do you want him to use that now? Yes, to kiss me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't... I think it's mostly for the Technomech. Uh, do you want the Technomech to kiss you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, here's what happens. Um, the Technomech sees the ship plummeting swoops down past the boon of Nadas, which is your ship, and somehow very gingerly manages to peck you on the cheek without <laughs> crushing your face. <laughs> Jen's screaming, ah! ah! <laughs> They're killing us! Keith is a traitor! Oh, what? <laughs> Up close, Karen has sort of a weird eye. Don't you see that? <laughs> Yeah, her proportions are absolutely wrong. I shudder, I shudder from the kiss of the techno mech. <sighs> um, uh, all right, it's Keith's turn. Uh, Nyak, I believe it is your turn to roll the d4 and the d6. Have we any foes left in the sky? Two more threes. Two more threes. All right, uh, they are favoring the sword, and that ain't a problem. Um, hell yeah, guess what? <laughs> Nyak, once again, finish this ship. The one that's falling. Yep. Spike uh, it. I, oh! Volleyball spike. Uh, the Technomex giant arm goes into its face and hurls Karen <laughs> <laughs> directly at the pirate ship. <laughs> this, is, this is an abuse. <laughs> this is not okay. <laughs> oh right, my, the, the hands of fate are cruel. Dunkle, Dunkle, take the reins away from him. <laughs> Karen, um, you see Karen is wearing a flight suit. Oh, she's going to fucking turn it on you. She presses two little buttons in her palms uh, and a jet pack. Wow. <laughs> it rubs out of her back, rocketeer style. I never meant for this. Honest, <laughs> <laughs> I've shamed you. She spins around in the air. She skywrites her name, Karen. Oh, so much pizzazz. And then <laughs> I shoot an arrow at the <laughs> Just at the writing of Karen. <laughs> Karen. I guess she likes that beer. I don't know. You, huh. <laughs> you see her blast through the portholes of the Black Galleon, left and right, psh, 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 bursting through, and then she flies back up, and a moment later, boom, the Black Galleon explodes. Flaming wreckage falls into the ocean beneath you, and you have defeated the pirates. Hell yeah. Does anyone else feel like the ship was already gonna die, so like anything Karen did was kind of just like self-indulgent? It was a gross exaggeration of <laughs> I thought it was good to abilities. kind of be safe, just make sure they don't shoot any cannons at us. No, on the way I think down. Karen was kind of overreaching, I kind of insecure. Had a lot of sort of taking credit. Insecurity in a way. kind of a thing. Yeah. Gre- 
Great job, Karen. You did it. Oh, we couldn't have done it without you. Well, Damn really, it. it was kind of me uh, with the dimension door. I don't know if anybody saw that. It was kind of the micro fight within the macro fight. Um, but um, yes. All right. Uh, so you're out of combat. Um, you have saved the day. The ship sails onward. Yes. <sighs> Way to go, everyone. The dread horizon is no more. Or maybe uh, we should just become the Dread Horizon. We can oh. rename the ship. <laughs> yeah, Mercurio. Mercurio. We're calling this we... the Dread Horizon now. This oh. is the Dread Horizon you're, now. You're doing like a Dread Pirate Robert sort of thing, just inheriting the title? Yes. Honestly, yeah. you'd give me a stick and poke tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Come over here. So uh, you're finally free of the pirates, and at long last, you have a moment to relax. Um, oh. You see that uh, Mercurio takes keychain down to the engine room and they start kind of doing some repairs um, in the very distance approaching very slowly you can see Venadas, which is this um, floating island that is actually chained between uh, two continents it actually uh, has massive chains that connect it to uh, Agendel which is where Vainalar is and Primora, which is where the Kelson Peaks and Ilavas, which is the high elven city are. So it kind of occupies this middle space between them. So like that's very far in the distance. So you've got, you know, a couple more hours of travel left uh, before you get there. So uh, yeah, you can kind of chill out. You can relax. You see Keith is flying kind of next to you at this point in time in uh, the big golden Technomech. Oh, Keith, uh, what, what are you up to? Oh, uh, Karen, would you mind piloting for a second? Yes, of course. Um, so Keith jumps into the palm of the Technomech, and it extends out over onto the deck of the, I guess, the Dread Horizon. I sort of um, swing my legs over to the side and get on like a fancy lady on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, uh, gentlemanly as ever, offers his hand to help you get on. I put my tit in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm just kidding. Brother, look, look at their body language. <laughs> they, uh, that little gnome hand. <laughs> now I ask the question that every DM delights in asking, which tit? <laughs> the right tit. <laughs> that was the right choice. It was, indeed. That's Keith's favorite tit. <laughs> um, Keith, Keith, Keith says... Oh, you speak first. I'm no, so sorry. No, you go first. You, you fought so first. bravely. I, we saw you down there just mixing it up with those pilots. That oh. was amazing. Well, you know, I could not have done it without uh, Jens. So uh, credit where credit is due. And, yeah. and Nayak, if he hadn't <laughs> slipped out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no one's just, off this deck. Just sit down. Just sit down. <laughs> I can't sit down. Why? It's just... all so slippery. <laughs> But you, you I also they... could not have done it without you. Likewise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was so lucky that I was checking your Instagram and, and saw all your posts about where you were. So I was able to find you. Um, you know, I was out, of course, with um, my cousin, Karen. You've met her, right? Oh. Yeah, she fought really well. <laughs> I thought so, too. She fought really well. You know, while we're speaking of Trinstagram, I suppose if I were to be honest, I may have only geotagged because I was hoping you'd come. I had a feeling, and well, <laughs> I'm here now. So, uh... Does, uh, does this 
palm sort of like close into a bit of an open fist. You know what I'm talking about? You see... Little privacy. (laughs) You see he winks at Karen. (laughs) And Karen... Now that wink means nothing. (laughs) Classic wingman cousin. (laughs) (laughs) You see that Karen um, nods back and then uh, controls the other palm. (laughs) And then they cup together... (laughs) Like you're catching a frog or something in them. Make love to Mickey. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast with young children, you should pause now. We're oh, about now? to roll. Well, oh, oh yeah, now? we're about to role play. <laughs> Heath looks you in the eyes and says, "I've waited for you to say that ever since our time in the Gnomelands. and he strips. Steam erupts out of the <laughs> fingers of the Technomech. And we hard cut to the deck of the Dread Horizon. <laughs> we are just watching. Can I do, yeah, can I do a perception yeah, check to see, see if there's any opening yeah, of the what? fingers? <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't do well. I rolled a nat one. That's, ooh, that's, I, got, I got some privacy. I only got a... Ooh, I only got a 10. A 10. <laughs> Uh, you got a nat one. Yeah. You think maybe they did catch a frog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a frog, Nyad. I think they're going hunting. They're yes. having sex. <laughs> you think maybe they caught a woolly bug or something. Yes, I think they're, they're looking for creatures. Um, inspired by this romantic gesture, uh, you see Norwalk take uh, Z, sweep her off her feet, and just smooch her so hard. What is everyone doing? (laughs) Hey, I'm horny here. (laughs) Norwalk, you've changed. I've always been like this. Hey. You're a scumbag. You know what they say. Love changes people. If he's a scumbag, then I'm scum trash inside a scumbag. Or a scumbaguette. (laughs) <laughs> oh, sister, I love it. Hey, air cool. high five. Uh, how about when I once I've cleaned my hands? <laughs> oh, I lo- you know what? <laughs> same. Hard same. Okay. Jens reads a book. <laughs> <laughs> you see Blavin walks over and looks at the palms like, is that, is that what I think it is? Yes. <laughs> they caught a frog? Um, <laughs> Precisely, <laughs> Blavin. Yes, Precisely, Blavin. you get it. They caught a frog. James, my brother, has a dirty he, mind. <laughs> Eagle-eyed Blavin. So eventually the steam clears, the hands push, open back up, kind of like uh, two hands. An open-faced sex sandwich. There you go, thank you. I'm, the, uh, I come out now um, hastily buttoning up the, the are you wearing pilot's his t-shirt? uniform that I stole. Are you wearing Keith's t-shirt? It's I'm tiny. Wearing, I, yeah, I'm wearing a gnome t-shirt. It's a cropped up on me. <laughs> Keith is wearing the pastel frock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, that, thank you so much, Keith, for helping me catch those frogs. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate Any, it. Anytime you want to catch frogs. You uh, really had me croaking. I'm your guy. <laughs> okay, this isn't subtle at all, everyone. <laughs> Just trying to read. <laughs> uh, Keith, like, tickles your calf. <laughs> I smack his ass really hard. <laughs> he falls off the palm. <laughs> the other palm catches him. 
Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I think that maybe what happens is the Dread Horizon just kind of like docks on the back of the Golden Technomex. So you're just flying together now okay, in cool. formation. Can we roll to see if Onyx is pregnant? <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. You don't think Keith <laughs> used protection? <laughs> We Actually, should do two rolls. Yes. One to see if Keith used protection. Uh-huh. And the other to see if he pulled out in time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then the third one to see if I'm ovulating. Mm-hmm. Great. A lot of rolls. <laughs> Just like in real life. Yeah. 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 Okay. I rolled for protection. Okay. And then I'm rolling to see if I'm ovulating. What are like, what, what's the, the okay, wait, you don't, I think people only ovulate like a short, uh, it's kind of like a small window. So maybe like one through five, I'm ovulating. That seems good. I got a six. Okay. <laughs> Not ovulating. Okay. I'll miss the there window. Great. Whew, phew. Huh. Keith also got a 14, so um, he probably wrapped he it wrapped up. It up. He wrapped, wrapped it up. He wrapped it up. I'm not ovulating. Okay. Play it safe. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ever wanted to start a family, that's, you know, obviously, obviously I would be there for you. If anything happened, I would be there. Oh, that, thank you, Keith. That's very nice. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe keep the family talk for, like, another time. Okay, yeah. Cool, we cool, did cool, just, cool, 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 cool. You rig. fucked in a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Hands plural. Would you say that we got kind of a hand job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I would, Keith. That's very good. I smack his ass really hard again. Yes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, daddy like. Um, okay, I get back cool. on the boat. All right, you're back on the <clears throat> boat. Um, here's a question. Do you want to check in on Trinstagram? Yes. It's been a while. I do. Cool. Um, I printed out the rules for you, so you can just roll it up yourself. You don't even need me. Okay. I roll a d20 plus my charisma modifier. Mm-hmm. 16! 16, all right. Solid post. Add 10 d100 follower count. Yes! Dope. <laughs> 46, so I have 460 new followers. Awesome. That's incredible. You were at uh, around... 250,000 before. That's not exact, but I'm going to round up to it because uh, it's been a while. Um, so, yeah, you gain 460 new followers. Woo! Hell hey, yeah. We're getting close to free vacation <laughs> amounts of followers. Uh, what a day. I mean, yes, there is the tragic thing that I must give up my evil powers, but I got laid in a hand and I've got more <laughs> followers, so everything's looking on- onyx. <sighs> okay. So, uh, how are you guys? <clears throat> We've had a great time on the boat also. <laughs> <laughs> My brother read a book. I stared off at these clouds over here. It was weird. <laughs> he was so close to me the whole time. It made it really... I haven't even gotten past the first page because I he looked like we, just thinking he's going to do something and he doesn't. We sat in perfectly comfortable silence. It wasn't comfortable. <laughs> it was not needing to say anything, just enjoying one another's company. It's not true. We... We're not at that stage in our relationship, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, that is love, Mm -hmm. you know? I agree. And then I look over the horizon while humming to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Are you gyrating? (laughs) I'm like sashaying my hips back and forth. How are you horny already? (laughs) (laughs) You should be the least horny of us. Listen, pal, there's someone for everyone out there. Z talking to you. Why are you weighing in on horniness? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk to Onyx here about horniness. Hey, baby, let's go down below. No, get out of here. Everyone is fucking. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm not fucking. I know, but obviously you're not fucking. You're blabbing. Well, Actually, come on, man. Is maybe Karen's single. Blabbing. 
Oh. Have you thought about talking to that little techno-mech pilot? Uh, Keith, would you mind introducing me to your cousin? <laughs> I would be honored, of course. Yes. Ooh. Karen! Karen, I've got someone I'd like you to meet. Uh, you see Blavin, like, <laughs> slicks his hair back. Oh, God. Pops a breath mint. <laughs> so much grease. <laughs> How do I do this? Do I just roll, like, charisma for Blavin? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you see Blavin, um... Step into the palm and get lifted up. It's going um, straight for the palm. Damn, boy, that's forward. I see. try to brush wrinkles out of his jacket on his way up. <laughs> Thank you. Should I, should I take the drink? Should offer a drink, yeah? No, easy does it, Blavin. Okay. All right, cool. cool. <laughs> Not the best purse impression. <laughs> All right, let's let's do the roll. Fourteen. Um, I'm gonna do a contested roll. Let's see what Karen's thinking. To not be seduced. <laughs> Karen rolled an 18. Ooh. Oh. So there's maybe a few sparks, uh-huh. but it's not a sure thing yet. Okay. <laughs> not a done okay. deal. <laughs> Give it a little more time for that seed to blossom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see Blavin descends back in the palm and talks to you. Okay, so she I, wouldn't... You shouldn't have gone in that hand, actually, Blavin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. It was very presumptuous. Oh, uh, you see Blavin, like, wiping the heels of his shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't give me her number, but she said it was cool to DM. So, uh, fingers okay, crossed. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And it's like, I don't own a car, so, like, having a girlfriend with a giant robot... Would be like super big for if me. If you need a car, oh, Jens has several cars. Yeah, oh, just yeah. Let know all, where, where you they're know parked. What? I just haven't seen them near. I'm on, sort on of a block. driving fiend, though, so <laughs> um, I don't think I could loan it to you. You have so many cars, you can't possibly need them. Nayak, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Trying to be helpful. What are you doing? <laughs> Take a laugh. <laughs> Nayak walks to the end of the show. <laughs> Onyx, Onyx is there. there, shaking her hips and humming still. <laughs> Nyack stands weirdly close to her and looks at the other cloud. What does he see out there? <laughs> so you see um, Vena Das uh, getting closer and closer. You can start to see kind of like plumes of arcane smoke coming out of uh, smokestack towers. It looks kind of like, uh, it's like if Vena Lar was Seattle, this is kind of New York. Um, it's a little more skyscrapery. It's a little more gray. It's definitely, um, you know, like less lush, I think. You know, it's kind of floating in the air. It's pretty much artificial in a lot of ways. And as you get closer, you see two silver-winged guards kind of flying over to the ship. And Mercurio says, oh, don't worry. Those are, those are my men. They're just coming to make sure everything is uh, ship-shape here. So, uh, of course, y'all will be dining with me, and I'm very excited about that. But if we wanted to go ahead and get some of those negotiations started a little early, I don't think that would be too much of a problem. I would really like to be taken to a fancy restaurant by you. <laughs> yes, you really, it's a, you have to wine and dine us. You, yeah. you reek of desperation and... It's just not a good look for a negotiation. This is true. I stand by. They are both my lawyers. You see <laughs> Mercurio kind of grips his silver cane very firmly and is like, I know I'm being a little impatient, but I've helped you out quite a bit, I would say. And I do think that we should begin the negotiations now and then have dinner after to celebrate our arrangement. 
I'm just saying that the negotiation is probably going to be more in your favor if we're, I don't know, a bottle of wine deep. Mm -hmm. And well, full stomach. Yeah, flies with honey and all that. I see, I see. <sighs> you know what? Fuck it. Uh, Mercurio <laughs> lifts his cane, cocks it. The silver ball at the end begins to glow with arcane power. You're you're hangry. You're obviously <laughs> hangry. You must take us to dinner. Give him a BB. <laughs> uh. I want those crystals. Now I'm gonna give y'all one last chance. Z, get over here. You see Z groans and kind of steps in behind him, brandishing her short sword. Sorry about this, guys. I'm gonna give y'all one chance, or I'm gonna give y'all a taste of old Rodney here. It's got a lot of spells charged up in it, and I ain't afraid to make a mess. So y'all got three seconds to give me those crystals before my guards get here and really show you what they can do. One, two, three. All of a sudden, you see Z's short sword jut right through his chest. He looks up at Z, his silver eyes swimming with shock. Ho, ho, ho. Well played, Miss Logaff. <laughs> well played indeed. No reward without risk, I suppose. <coughs> Nedos bless. <laughs> you see Z just goes, thanks, boss. Uh, lifts Mercurio off the ground, walks over to the edge of the ship, and tosses him into the ocean below. Best of luck with all your future endeavors. Well, that was good. I was worried about you for a second there, Z. I thought um, maybe I, I didn't understand what Norwalk saw on you until just then when you <laughs> killed our enemy. You're, you're savage, babe, and I, I love bend, you for it. I bend the knee. That was fucking cool. Oh, thanks, y'all. Uh, she puts her hand in Norwalk's jean pocket. <laughs> hey. Norwalk, you gotta stop wearing jeans. It's weird. <laughs> I love my denim. <laughs> she says, hey, babe, hold this. She hands Norwalk oh, the bloody knife. Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Uh, oh, and don't then, put it right in the jeans. <laughs> Your jeans are all covered in blood now, Norwalk. Don't worry, I have many jeans. <laughs> so she hands Norwalk the bloody short sword, uh, walks over to you, and pulls down her pants. Babe. <laughs> what? I'm just giving her a little taste. All right. And then on her butt, you see a golden tattoo with the exact same three-eyed pattern as Blavin's. Been a pleasure serving with you, Blavin. She pulls up her pants again. Uh, sorry that you're the last one to find out. You see, Blavin looks very shocked. Nobody tells me anything about this society. <laughs> ah, I was underground with the benefactor for so long. So many things have changed. I don't even know who our leader is. Do you know? Uh, you see, Z goes, oh, I do. And all these nice folks are about to find out as well. But first, I got to take care of one thing. Um, so she takes the short sword back from Norwalk after he's cleaned it off on his jeans, <laughs> spins it around, sheaths it, takes her uh, shifting scarf that allows her to polymorph, and wraps it around her head, transforms into Mercurio, uh, just in time for the two winged guards to land on the ship. Evening, fellas. How's things? How's tricks? How's everything back at the base? See, the guards just kind of nod. Uh, everything's good. Uh, you, you good here? It's like, absolutely. You know, we were planning on docking the ship, but uh, we got a hot hint about some, some treasure uh, around Kelson Peak Way. So uh, we're going to actually be taking off. Uh, you can report back to the base of that. Uh, no need to cause an alarm. You see the guards kind of like point their silver eyes at each other. 
thinking for a second, and then they're like, okay. And they fly off back towards the base. Um, once they're far enough away, uh, you see Z sheds her disguise and says, now who wants to go to the Golden Iris headquarters? Nyak raises his hand. <laughs> Onyx raises her hand. Uh, 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 all right. <laughs> I live in a, a one-bedroom apartment with many people who I, <laughs> I don't like a lot of them. Who don't it's, you like? Is it is it keychain? I don't like keychain. I don't like blabbing. <laughs> I have noticed a lot of tension between Jens and keychain. <laughs> You're fine. Onyx is fine. Everyone else. <laughs> Nyak weeps a happy tear. And <laughs> <laughs> goes down to write in his journal. Don't worry. The headquarters has rooms for all of you. But more importantly, the boss is there. And I think it's high time you met her. I'm looking forward to it. By the way, we only need one room. That's fine. <laughs> we know yeah. One room is one more room than enough. One yeah. room per person. <laughs> if there's a futon in a common room, that'll be perfect for Jen. Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> ideal. No, I'm forced to do that. It's not my... Brian threw up margarita mix in the bed, and I couldn't get it out no matter how many times I washed the sheets. Jens, don't be modest. He loves to sleep on I a don't futon love in it. a common I just have area. to do it, and I'm tired all the time because I can't sleep well. Do you not want margaritas in bed? I thought that was kind of our thing. <laughs> that was our thing one time when we got drunk on margaritas. It, that and is not it. Crackle till four in the morning. <laughs> crackle is is excellent. I, you all hate on Crackle, and then when Crackle's on, who who stands near the TV and wants to watch Crackle? <laughs> I, sometimes, I watch. I watch from the roof. Yes. Yes. I listen to Crackle. Yeah, we call I it, enjoy watching over your shoulder. Yeah, we make popcorn. We call it snacklin' and cracklin'. Yes. <laughs> So uh, you all kind of chat happily, um, glad to have the burden of Mercurio removed. Um, and then Z heads over to the cockpit and shifts your path from Vainadas towards the Kelson Peaks, where the Golden Iris Society is located. And that is where we will end our session. Sweet! <laughs> Oh man, what a fun little wow. battle that was! Y'all did yeah. so good. Yeah, that was, rad. that was a really fun. Uh, I, this was a steamy episode. Love yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've uh, we fucked. <laughs> we always come close. Yeah, like seventy episodes of Bohemia, no one fucked. <laughs> Onyx just Onyx is. This soup. is my first time having sex as a D and D character. Yeah, holy shit! None of my characters have had sex yet. <laughs> How does it feel? Um, it felt really, it felt really right. Yeah. It was the first time that I was like. No, this is what would happen. Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah, just 
And you know, it's it's anime as fuck. You had sex in the hands it, of a giant I think robot. it was the techno mech that I was like, I need to do it in the techno mech. <laughs> sort of had a threesome. <laughs> Keith yeah. is definitely going to brag to his boys about that. <laughs> no question. Um, thank you all so much for playing. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I got a couple of quick shout outs. I want to shout out Henry A for the D&D Beyond subscription. Always coming in clutch with that subscript. Thank you, Henry A. Uh, Daniel Ramos for the sound mixing. Instagram at Dr. Schubert. That's S-C-H-U-B-I-R-D. Uh, DanielRamos.com. Great work as always. And of course, Yin's Christian T for composing some of the music you heard in this episode. Yin's actually used to open for Laszlo Glendale back in the day and actually performed an extremely jazzy version of Taps at his funeral. Ooh. Very respectful. So respectful, tasteful as fuck. <laughs> um, this was an absolute blast and a pleasure. I can't wait to talk about it in the short rest. But for now, um, y'all are all over at Dunkel's house, and it's time for Paintball Indoors. Yeah! Wow. yeah. Ow, my eye. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> wait, some... do one last Nyax fall sound. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Hey friends, it is Caldwell here, uh, live from the closet in my hotel room in New York. Uh, we are in the middle of the Nannerfly tour, and I am bringing you the Council of Elders. Apologies for the less than superior audio quality, but let's get right into it. The show must go on. Brad D, the only pebble pot that isn't craven. Growing up, Brad's parents made him sleep in a sleeping bag because bed sheets look too much like ghosts. J Loma 72, aka Steelbreaker. Hard One's Gymspiration rolls 10 D100s every morning to determine how many burpees they'll do before breakfast. Dylan B, a sword-wielding wizard surrounded by a floating army of blades at all times. Dylan sleeps in a suit of armor and goes through bedsheets like toilet paper. Danny P, Bohemia's resident artist, painted Hard One's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage. It's very clear Danny was going through an anime phase because Hard One looks exactly like Naruto with a beard. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bahumia alike. Spencer recently introduced Blavin to Mezcal, which he described as like making out with a dragon. Beardman Dan, the longest beard in all of Bahumia. Dan has rescued over 300 children from drowning in wells. Hermes W, the Bat King. Just got intricate tattoos engraved on the thin skin of their leathery wings. It hurt extremely bad but bats are always shrieking, so no one even noticed. Spartus, a puppet bard. Spartus has never killed anyone, but their fuzzy friend Mervo has slaughtered entire villages. Adam R., the R-rated assassin. Despite being a raunchy murderer, even Adam thinks that Norwalk and Z really need to just cool it. Danielle, the dastardly dame. Danielle is actually the one that told Rast where to find the cursed sword he used to kill Jin's and Onyx's parents. Prepare the dueling gloves, Nyak. Hugh C, aka Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormborn, and fought alongside Elias and Red. Sleeps in a dead giant carcass every night, which is why Hugh is no longer a crew member on the SS Stormborn. Danielle Yu, aka Multifor, the mini-faced magician. Multifor can't be arrested, not because they have immunity, but because taking their mugshot is way too complicated. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm, Put one of Mavericks' frisbees on their scratch pad, and the sound made all of Gladeholm start instantly doing the stanky leg. 
Jeffrey S, Lord of the Fjord, Born of the Sword, and was recently floored by their viewing of Jez Butterworth's Broadway play, The Ferryman. Damn, Jeff S is cultured as hell. Cutter W, a high elf dandy turned crick architect, created the world's first home with 100% edible sconces. John S, aka Schubert the Mushroom, recently decided to donate their body to science, and by science, I mean a massive Denver omelet. Yum. Ryan M, Hard Ones Ram, was also adopted by Ordan and now spends their day chewing on his manuscripts. It's adorable and also costing the elven government millions of platinum a day. Elena C, has been in more tavern fights than anyone in all of Bohemia. Drinks beer from a pre-shattered bottle just to save time. Michael McDee, head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, was recently almost murdered after accidentally serving Blavin a virgin daiquiri. Er, no. Andrew M, a gnomish engineer who drew the shortest straw and is now tasked with cleaning the various stains off of the golden technomech. Ew. Victor T, Balnor's boy, whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. Of Warcraft! That's right, Victor's dad is rocking some epic pauldrons and riding a sick custom griffin mount. He's making the alliance and his son very proud. Justin I, a marshmallow mancer, spends their time making breakfast more exciting and gets insane kickbacks from the dentists of Bohemia. Jacob C, a changeling who fights by transforming into weapons and throwing themselves. By the time you figure out the physics of how this would actually work, you're already dead. Elena M, another Trinovalian shard wielder. Elena's shard is just a piece of non-magical glass from a jam jar they dropped, but Nyak is still too scared to go anywhere near them. McPucks, the amazing codemaster who programmed our website, also programmed the satellite radio for Jin's extremely real car. Earl and Kathleen L, two pirate lovers that escaped the wreckage of the Black Galleon and started a bed and breakfast. Now they rob people with exorbitant late checkout fees. Yar. Jive G, Jin's downstairs neighbor who doesn't have crackle and is super jealous of the constant uproarious good times and laughter they hear coming from their ceiling. Jostrich, a jock ostrich from the village next to Nyax and Ranafor. They used to play church league basketball together and went to a few of the same parties. Solid bird. Damiel R, Ram Daniel's evil twin, currently working with Beverly's evil twin, a super tall anti-paladin named Neverly Silverthumb, who hasn't called his mom in over 1,000 years. Chilling. Destin C, the only green teen with more patches than Beverly. Destin C knows how to start a fire with two sticks and a bunch of matches. Impressive. Devin B, the Bodega Lord, never tires on the battlefield because they are hopped the F up on five hour extra strength energy. Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin. Sergio also has a forked tongue, but that was a body mod thing they did themselves. Nice. Michael L, a Trinovalian barista who makes the only non-alcoholic drink Blavin enjoys. A triple espresso to get over the crippling hangover he wakes up with every morning. Sam H, Alanis' dealer. Yes, we're talking about weed, but Sam H also has dealt her a few hands of blackjack and sold her a used Corolla. Sam deals it all. Trele, the crayfe who just saw a blue jay. Trele is getting into bird watching. Look for Kaka, please. Aaron G, master of the banishment spell. Aaron could banish any of their exes, but chooses not to because Aaron takes the high road. How's that, Taylor? <sighs> Jory S, a jacked wizard. 
Even Jory's beard can curl a 35-pound weight. Alucard, a reverse Dracula. Like a regular Dracula, Alucard would definitely die if you drove a stake through their heart. Baby Doc, the only doctor to ever perform their own C-section. They also successfully sued the hospital for allowing them to do that. Adam H, a stage mage, meaning they play a mage in a production about the heroes of Bohemia. In real life, they're a bard. Ryan, Hard One's Ram, has written their owner Hard One a letter every day that Hard One will never read, but only because he can't read, not because he doesn't love and miss his beloved pet. Aw, I believe it. Big Buck, Pregnant Elk Moonshine's Elkin Baby. Can't wait to be born so they can be summoned by our boy Beverly and we can witness this Elkin caravan in all its glory. Oh, I await the day. Richard X Machina, introduced the Crick to newspapers, which the youngins quickly used to make larger fires. Troy McSee, an Aarakocra who is often confused for a kinku and has had about enough of it. I'm a freaking eagle, okay? Kind of got Norwalk's voice, but whatever. Cannibalistic Cthulhu had a potluck brunch where they requested nobody bring anything but themselves. A wink. Sam L, a skeletal dog who chases Erdan's skeletal cat all around Gladeholm like a beautiful Sunday morning comic strip. Dom R, Blavin's therapist who has not seen Blavin for six and a half years and a small part of them hopes he never comes back. Josh S, has a full metal tail, iron legs, and much like the original Josh, no heart or soul whatsoever. Blitzbrig Dimitri, owner of Dwarger's Big Borger. At Dwarger's, you can get your order supersized, but you won't be able to carry it out of there yourself. Caleb Storm, cupbearer in Cord's Great Hall. Yet for all the cups they bear, they are a surprisingly weak anchor in a game of flip cup. You gotta finesse it, Caleb. Nicholas C. has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia and co-starred in every movie ever made in Trinavale. Not the lead, but damn, a career in two universes? Pretty sick. Mike H, the guy who taught Ren how to laugh. Pretty weird that someone paid Mike to do that, but that's just how rich people are sometimes. Oh. Matthew E, a neat freak barbarian who goes into a rage when they see things out of order. Don't ever visit Jen Lindell's apartment, Matthew. Oof, it's a nightmare. Samuel B, a wizard whose robe is completely see-through. People accuse Samuel of casting minor illusion to look so good under there, but they straight up didn't. Tilford G, author of the hit children's book and movie, Ulfgar Goes Punch, has suffered from an epic case of writer's block ever since, but the movie gets remade every two years and Tilford is making bank. Colton B, a lifeguard at the newly installed Gladeholm Water Park, honestly cannot keep up with all the rule breaking and just blows their whistle from the start till the end of their shift. Yin's Christian T, composed the music that Jins Lindell learned his burlesque dance to, and that is a fact that Yin's Christian T is not proud of. Gage M, the last green teen left in Galateron, recently found Martha Togold's secret sticky bun recipe and is planning on selling it to Hard One for 1,000 gold. Aaron C, the homeless man that was used by the band of boobs to distract the Chosen back in Galateron, currently living rent-free in the abandoned Togold mansion. Good on you, Aaron. Ellen D, the fiercest woman in Bohemia. Someone text Ellen Speakingstone and summon them to the Astral Theolophite ASAP, please. TJM, the gnome barbarian. TJ's teehees are so deep and bassy, they sound like they could be har-hars. RPKB, R2-D2's less helpful cousin. Can also fly an X-Wing, but unfortunately those don't exist in Bohemia and never will. Aw. 
Taylor S, aka Trash the Traveler, has a backpacking bag of holding that is so glorious it brings Balnor to tears. Anime Intellect, an artisanal jam maker and Nyak's number one enemy. Zolo Dolo, a Kid Kobold cover rapper who is really hoping Kid Kobold's death at Feychella could become canon. Better luck next time, Zolo. Joshua C, an operatic bard who can shatter their enemy's armor by hitting a certain octave, and break their enemy's hearts by hitting another. Larissa J, also has a crystal patron, but uses it as a paperweight. Dylan CM, the wannabe DM. Dylan's DM screen is a literal screen. Their players see everything and regularly use the information to want them. Come on, Dylan. Kelvin Noodles, the pasta elemental. Kelvin dislikes wearing a helm in battle because it messes up their angel hair. Oh. Be money? Balnor's hip hop alter ego has a solid gold grill that they refuse to take out while they crush tuna sandwiches. That's right. Jay holds the record in Trinavale for most chicken wine drunk in a single sitting. It's one glass. Heartless Master needs no heart because their big ass brain is sensitive and loving. Honestly, a heart would slow them down. CC Lulu, a skyship pirate who regularly bungee jumps off the plank. It looks as awesome as it sounds. Paul B, Akarat's former assistant, has a new job bottling jam for anime intellect and is loving that they can still partake in some adjacent evil doing. Barnesinator, another name for Jens Lindell's one-bedroom apartment since it often feels like a barn in there when you're living with an animal like Blavin. Eric G is starting a Trinstagram hashtag called BathLife, where they have kinda just moved into a bathosphere and are living off the grid. Oh, sounds nice. Jackalope Oddity, the drummer for Pentagreen's favorite new metal band, Rat Nuts. Onyx also made love to Keith for the first time while listening to their hit song, Grease Fire. Zach C a brave knight with a deeply moving backstory who is just chilling in the deck of many things. Someone flag that traveling gnome down! Aiden R, a bard gnome who does the Jins Lindell spinning sword burlesque, but only has to use a butcher knife. Is still sexy as hell though. Ellie K, a bouncer who has kicked Blavin out of nearly every bar in Trinavale. Blavin has no recollection of any of these incidents ever happening. Luke H, a wizard who loves pumpkin spice lattes so much that they control the weather to make it fall year-round. Badass basic, Luke. I'm Hopeless, a down-on-their-luck adventurer, almost drowned in the new Gladeholm water park and woke up getting mouth-to-mouth -mouth from Erdan. Not a great way to start your vacation. Timmy R. has their own Handy Andy, but they call him Sandy because every time he gets off Timmy's wrist, Handy Sandy runs right to the beach. Alex M, a runway model for Rivas, who is modeling the latest trend to take over Bohemia. Wimples. It's never simple if it's a wimple. Aaron R.S., the only goblin in the Feywild with a completely well-tuned airship. It's clean, it's pristine, it's on fire. Okay, it's, it's on fire now. Oh no. Lucas B., a half-orc centaur who is so jacked that their arms are pretty much the same size as their huge horse legs. It's hard for Lucas to wear a shirt, but then again, why would they? Ruben A. owns a delicatessen outside Galateron, but don't make a joke about asking if they have a Ruben, because Ruben has honestly heard them all, okay? Okay? Jordan L. The greatest tuba player in Bohemia. Also the greatest tuba player in Trinavale. But the people there are more into electronica, so it's less of a notable distinction. Laura S., a sky pirate who was able to safely parachute off the Black Galleon before it was destroyed. Laura landed on a nearby cruise ship and is now hatching a plan to steal all of the vessel's shrimp. 
Jay Parker, the first player to hit a so-so sick trick playing the Giant Shredder game at Smuggler's Bounty. Jeff also is the first to ever successfully whack all the moles. Austin C., the Jester Mage. Austin is currently under investigation by the Bohemian Clowning Coalition for allegedly using Tasha's hideous laughter on a client. That's a no-no. Austin MR, aka the butcher known as Bonesaw, currently doing a reverse Sweeney Todd where they turn people into meat pies and then sell their leftover hair to wig shops. Confusing. Just a pissed off Triss, aka Touch It, currently going around Bohemia planting more dryads. Which may sound noble, but it's actually the Feywild equivalent of child abandonment. Triss, please rethink this! Kaylee Elise, the honey queen with a heart of gold. You might think Kaylee's got a pretty cushy life, but she's actually super allergic to pollen. Heavy and sniffly is the head that wears the crown. Dave J, aka Bell and the Bard, a traveling bard that follows the band of boobs around singing tales of their exploits, currently plotting the murder of their new and extremely popular rival, Turbo Timmy Tuna. Devin W, an extremely selfless Gladeholm citizen who runs a charity that hires new servants for recently disgraced royal elves. Shinoa B, Obsidian's vocal coach. Luckily for Shinoa, Onyx paid for the lessons up front. Jared E, the only good gnomish salesman in all of Bohemia. Jared doesn't have a deck of many things, but they do have Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Nice. Brian, Pendergast's former roommate. Moved out after Pendergreens broke the toilet and started using something he calls the piss closet instead. Persephone, the druid who designed the sunflower prisons that the Feywild trolls were hidden in, realizing a bit too late that they probably should have planted them somewhere other than an open field. Joseph M., the half-orc bard, ish. Joseph attended Bohemia's Bard College of Valor but flunked out because their bardic inspiration always sounded super passive-aggressive. Reese N.S., a Beastmaster Ranger whose animal companion is just their friend Greg. Everyone in Reese's party is fine with this loophole, but they do wish Greg would wear clothes. Jackie, last surviving member of a race of flying amphibians known as Gullywugs. The invention of airships was not kind on Jackie's species. Haley runs the dueling glove shop in Vainalar, currently drinking themselves into a stupor because they just lost their biggest client. Eric and Andrea B, an adventuring duo who are currently celebrating 11 years of marriage. Currently planning a couple's trip with Cran and Durlin to absolutely fuck shit up in the Nine Hells. Steven C, a gnomish druid currently breeding battle corgis for the upcoming war with Ilsaid. No ankle is safe. Diane W, a dwarven archer whose arrows are actually just super long, thin hammers. Diane can build a birdhouse from 300 feet away. Maxwell C, a rebellious chosen officer who plays by their own rules. Maxwell drinks almond milk and only prays the Theala twice a day. What a rebel. Mike K, a creepy demon clown that lures children into the sewers, was recently murdered by a group of rowdy Frostwind Dwarfins. The last word Mike ever heard were, Clowns are stupid. Fuck you, dude. Michael M., a Bohemian orthodontist on a quest to remove Beverly's braces. Theala and Elsed have now joined forces to prevent this long-prophesied event from coming true. Omri M., founded the first Trinavale chapter of the Green Teens, currently working on getting their Jam and Jelly awareness patch. Callum L., a beautiful pitch-black armored warhorse that Bojangles will personally ride into battle. Charo Arcadius, a tiefling warlock whose tale has a mind of its own. Charo loves comedy, but their tale loves drama. Unfortunately, no one in Bohemia has invented dramedies yet, 
so movie night at Charo's place remains a nightmare. Scott D., a Trinovalian astronomer that was burned at the stake for suggesting that the world might be square instead of round. Andrew A. runs a convenience store in Trinavale and had to ask Nyack to leave after he saw a king-sized Butterfinger bar and began weeping uncontrollably. Okay, that's all our shout-outs for this week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye! That was a HeadGum Podcast. 